Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, Dottie Fredericks is our very special guest, and she is the, the great niece of Leonard Wood Hall. For those of you who might not know that name at one time, uh, if you are active in politics or even anywhere around politics you certainly would have uh this was a legendary man who uh who passed away some time ago and uh and we're gonna let Dottie explain who this man is again leonard wood hall former gop state chairman of, of, of again of the republican party Dottie, how are you hi fine thanks well your your great uncle was uh was a powerhouse absolute powerhouse and for some reason, uh, we don't remember the the old powerhouses. We remember the people that they touched and the people that they made uh, public officials and and so forth. But we don't remember the the men behind the scenes. Uh, let's let's start from the beginning. Let's do a little bit of uh, a history on Leonard Wood Hall, your great uncle. Okay, we could begin with him uh, being born uh, up near. Teddy Roosevelt, because his father was a coachman for Teddy. So the Halls had a home right through the woods where Sagamore Hill was located. And so that's where he was born, Oyster Bay, and um, grew up in that milieu of politics, you might say. Now, did you grow up in that area? Are you from Nassau County? I'm, I'm in Bayville. It's three miles away. We're on the water. Do you know Bayville? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful community on Long Island. Yeah, it, very nice. And for those uh, of you that aren't on Long Island, Bayville is a, uh, yeah, it's unique, actually a unique community. How far away from Oyster Bay Cove, where your, where your great uncle was born, are, are you now? How, how far is Bayville from Oyster uh, Probably Bay? five miles, three miles to Oyster Bay, and then two more to get to Oyster Bay Cove. And how far is Sagamore Hill? from where you are right now? About the same. You just turn up a different road, maybe four miles, and then five to the home. Now, what was the relationship between your great uncle and uh, and former president? Well, he uh, went into politics early, went to law school. He was only 16. He went to school in Oyster Bay, and then he went down to Georgetown and graduated um from college after three years, and then law school another couple of years. So he was uh, down in the Washington area and um, eventually became a U.S. rep uh, for New York down in D.C. Now, when you say a U.S. rep, you're talking about uh, a, a congressional representative? Yes, from New York. Now, And that's uh, uh, after that he became a member of the New York State Assembly. Uh, from Nassau County, the second district. Now, so now we're going back to, well, he did that on and off from 1927 to 1938. What was his relationship with the with the next president, Roosevelt? What was uh, his relationship with Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt? Well, you know, my uncle was a staunch Republican, and uh, I don't think he had much of a relationship, certainly speaking-wise, uh, but even Franklin and Teddy were on different pages, you know. That yeah. was many years later. So, uh, 
So my uncle went on then to be a delegate to the Na- uh, Republican National Committee, and uh, then be- first was Ike's campaign manager, and then uh, Nixon's. Uh, who? Oh, uh, he was Eisenhower's campaign manager for for the country, or just here in New York? No, uh, it's for the country, wow. and he expected my uncle expected a big position to come from that, and I guess Ike offered him. Uh, uh, head of the uh, Postal Service. <laughs> My uncle was insulted, and uh, he said, I'm not going to tell them how to paint the mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great story <laughs> at the time, of course. It was very exciting for me, because my uncle uh, called up and flew me down to D.C. when there was a good party going on, I, and uh he was the best. He played the piano. I mean, he could make up songs, and uh, he was a, a good sport. He was very well-liked. Let me remind folks, if they're just tuning in or turning on their radio, Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, Dottie Fredericks is our very special guest, and she's the great-niece of Leonard Wood Hall, who absolute legend in... Uh, New York state politics, national politics as well. I mean, I wasn't aware that he was uh, he was uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower's uh, first campaign manager, national campaign manager. Um, I'm sure you heard a, a lot, uh, you know, a lot about Ike from your great uncle, and that uh, that other people uh, heard so much, or, or through the family, the first uh, first generation or second generation through. Uh, through the different stories, but go back to being offered the the head of the postal service. I guess that's postmaster general, national postmaster general, or whatever you would call it. Yes, but that, what, that was it. What did he end up taking? So he turned that down. Did he take anything else in the Eisenhower administration? No, when he turned that down, well, he was uh, a congressman here, and then uh, when he left that in '52, uh, he was chairman of the Republican National Committee from 53 to 57, and uh, Ike actually had, uh, he was Ike's rep at a Brussels World Fair in 1958, and that summer, I was a receptionist at his law firm. I've never had so much fun. (laughs) He was well-liked, and uh, he had a wonderful personality, my Uncle Len, and uh, he was very close to his siblings, his his um, sister Dorothy was my grandmother, so I was her namesake. But um, well, well, let me. I think when he was, then he became. Am I talking too much? No, <laughs> please, no, keep going, please. When he was Nixon's campaign manager, he said it was like day and night. He would have uh, Nixon would give him the itinerary for the day, or a couple of days, and then he would do whatever he wanted and not tell my uncle. So it was very frustrating because he, you know, how often you've watched a campaign and it's the campaign manager laying the groundwork, so to speak. And he would just go off and do whatever he wanted and my uncle was frustrated by that. He talked to me about that. I'd have to believe your uncle was a man of means uh, from uh, from early on, right? I mean, that uh, that that part of the, um, the island is... Um, uh, you know, affluent, right? It's uh, certainly affluent, and in order to uh, to rise, or uh, you know, th- there would have to be uh, certain uh, types of resources. Is that an accurate statement? 
Well, I think that uh, in politics, I don't know if the congressman is as he made much, but he was very astute. You know, he was young when he got out of law school and getting into politics at 26, 27. Uh, so I think that he had a lot to offer. He just gobbled up news and uh, people that he met, and uh, he knew early on that he wanted a, a career in politics. And I think you meet people and get involved in perhaps businesses. Now, this is my saying. I don't know this for sure. But I do know that uh, he did have means in a beautiful home, but I don't know if they lived elaborately. He took many trips. You know, years ago, uh, they used to send the congressmen out on trips to other countries. And uh, his hobby was collecting elephant sculptures. Wow. And he had an entire wall in his home, uh, top to bottom of, of elephants, of all different stone and uh, matters. But anyway, that was his hobby, so I know he collected a lot as he traveled. You know what's amazing to me, and another reminder, let me remind folks, once again, you're hearing the voice of Dottie Fredericks, uh, the uh, wonderful uh, historian. I'm going to call you a historian because you uh, you know more about Leonard Wood Hall than anybody alive, I'm sure. And uh, just a, a fascinating conversation about a, an amazing uh, figure in not only national uh, and, and well, not only state and local politics, but national politics. Leonard Wood Hall, Frank McKay here with Dottie Fredericks. Uh, I, I find absolutely amazing the the idea that eisenhower who was uh very non-political keep in mind at the time he was so popular coming out of world war ii and he led the u.s to victory and he had really a, a meteoric rise and he he knew very little or people knew very little about his politics and it was surprising or it was shocking when when the people found out that he was a Republican. And again, we're coming off of a couple of Democratic uh, administrations, you know, uh, uh, several um, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, administrations, and then, of course, Harry Truman. And, you know, for, for Eisenhower to, to come out as a Republican was very exciting. But the idea that he wasn't political in nature, and for him to hire... Or, or to put in charge of his campaign, um, uh, Leonard Wood Hall is, is just an amazing honor. I, I imagine would be an amazing honor. Uh, that's him saying, "Look, I don't know much about this stuff, but I believe you can take me to do, you know to the end of the road," which ended up being the White House for for two terms. But uh, your your uncle is uh, you know right there in the middle of history and the in the middle of of changing everything. Uh, it had to be you know, looked at as a great honor for him to run Ike's campaign. Oh, absolutely. And it was. But he had, uh, I flew down twice to be at events, not major events, but parties and what are celebrations. And my uncle would start singing and making up uh, songs to the politics of the day or whatever it was. And he could just make these songs up. And then we'd go around the room and, and he'd play games. You'd have to give uh, know your senator from your district or whatever, and just I I was very excited, but I was never drawn in. Must admit, uh, into the political uh, scheme of things. But uh, my uncle was special, and I'd like to say something 
that he did. Please. Uh, you know, he ran against Rockefeller for governor, and he had all these people, uh, Justin Morehouse, all these people were upset that we were going to vote for him, and eventually he says Rockefeller had more money to get people on his side. But one thing he did, and it wasn't just to be against Rockefeller, Rockefeller, as governor, was behind this bridge that was to go from Rye, New York, over to Oyster Bay, eventually ending in Syosset. And so my uncle was a big part of Stop the Bridge campaign. And as I say, it wasn't just against Rockefeller. It, was just, it would have destroyed Bayville, you know, and the sound. <laughs> so that became... Uh, a wonderful uh, effort that uh, my uncle became involved in. Do you, do you think that uh, the political uh, animosity between Rockefeller and your uncle pushed Rockefeller? I mean, was he being spiteful by pushing the the bridge, that kind of bridge that would have uh, hurt, destroyed the uh, the local area of Bayville? Where well, you don't like to think such bad thoughts. <laughs> I mean, it is it is what it is, and it can it seem very obvious. But um, you know, it was never in writing. But yeah. certainly, the intent looks like it's there. Well, let me ask you about let me ask you about some of the people that were in Leonard Wood Hall's circle, your great uncle's circle. Who who were his friends? Who did he? Who did he consider himself close to? Who liked to hang around with him? Uh, who do you remember being close to your Uncle Len? Well, one man, his uh, law partner, Bill Casey, he became, uh, he was head of the uh, uh, WHO, the World Health Organization, and he uh, was, my uncle always said he was the most brilliant man he had ever met. And uh, so he was uh, important down in Washington, although being in, uh, uh, they had a law office in the city, too, of course. But the one where I was receptionist for the summer, that was in Garden City, out on Long Island. And I have a silver box right in front of me, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I should have gotten the names ahead of time, and I... I can't tell you who they are, but it, this box was uh, in 19 October 2nd, which was my uncle's birthday, and it has uh, seven names on here, one being Nixon. Mm-hmm. And I tried to Google and find out who the people are. I certainly knew the names at the time, and his secretary saw that I got some of these artifacts Um when she was uh, very ill. So, but I'm sorry that I don't have the name for you. No, you're kidding. It's it's just an amazing uh, tie to history. Your uncle is so so much a part of the fabric. And and again, I I guarantee him so many of the listeners don't know who Leonard Wood Hall is. uh, And for someone that was responsible for running the election of a, uh, you know, a legendary uh, general who went on to be president and Ike, uh, you know, Dwight D. Eisenhower. And the the uh, the other president that he ran the campaign for was Richard Nixon. Now, what did he run the, the losing campaign against uh, Kennedy or did he run the, the winning one against uh, Humphrey? Uh, he was involved in both. 
what was his take on Nixon? What was his? I'm sure he made comparisons between Ike and Nixon. Uh, did oh, he, he? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, he uh, definitely did, and that's uh, that's what I was saying. That Nixon would go out. He'd be telling uh, my uncle thus and I'm going to do this and we need to do that or blah blah and my uncle would have the information and that would be uh, you know you go out you talk to reporters and, and you're telling people this is where he'll be and then Nixon would just go do whatever he wanted so my uncle you know had, there was a little animosity there but he tried to keep a stiff upper lip I mean, uh, I mean he was they were close you're, you're very close to your campaign manager but that was one of the quirks that my uncle talked about later on, you know, in his uh, career. But um, there wasn't a day he didn't like what he was doing, which let, is kind of telling. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me remind folks once again that the voice you're hearing is Dottie Fredericks, uh, wonderful historian here talking about Leonard Wood Hall, and it's her great uncle. Uh, she should know uh, something about. I, I mean, you've got to be very proud of this heritage. Frank McKay here with Dottie Fredericks and uh, you know if we don't if we don't uh, keep uh, memories and history like this alive I don't know who will but we absolutely have to and when it comes to uh, your uncle Len uh, just an amazing absolutely unbelievable career and let's go let's go back to uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt and what he thought your uncle Len thought about TR what was his his take oh, on it's, it's really interesting because they lived right to the woods um, as his father Franklin uh, would drive was his coachman and um, so they lived very close to them but it's interesting that my uncle's sister this is after my uncle's down there in law school and Teddy is in Washington his sister Dorothy goes down uh, to D.C. and goes to um, a penmanship school for girls. And uh, it was kind of interesting that she would be there, and the family, the fact that the father was up here, right, working for Teddy. Then he has the father come down. So my great-grandfather leaves his wife with five kids and goes to D.C. with Teddy. So he was then, and Jackie has uh, uh, slips of his payment, and uh, I think he was called the librarian at the time. Uh, Jackie, you could check Jackie for that one. But, uh, yeah, so he stayed down there for years and worked with Teddy. Just absolutely amazing. We're coming up on a, a quick break. Dottie, do we have you for a second segment? Sure. Dottie Fredericks, everyone, is our very special guest. We've got about two minutes left before a quick break. Uh, going going back to uh, the history of, of politics, not only the Republican Party, but third parties with, with Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, he, in, in 1912, he ran uh, for president on, on the Bull Moose Party. Uh, did your uncle have a an opinion on that i know he was very young he was probably only 12 years old when that that run came but um it's it's something that uh that teddy did to get taft out uh, you know and and uh, it was somebody uh, that he was very disappointed in uh william howard taft and by running that that third party run he, he came close close to winning it all but he uh, he didn't and he and he caused woodrow wilson to get in there did your uncle have an opinion on that 
Oh, none that I know of. You know, nothing that was... Uh, certainly a political parties, maybe, but it's nothing that I've retained that I could repeat. Sure. Well, listen, we're coming up on a break. Dottie Fredericks, once again, is our very special guest, and she's just a wonderful guest to have. And uh, we're uh, we're establishing uh, a, a you know a, a statement here that this uh, this man should be remembered, Leonard Wood Hall. He is. You got to do some research to uh, uh, to to look into his history. Hopefully, we'll we'll put it a little more on the forefront of of people's minds. Uh, just an incredible man, a, a brilliant man from all accounts, Leonard Wood. Hall, and it was beyond politics and beyond the national chairmanship of the Republican Party and the state chairmanship of the Republican Party here in New York. Uh, but, you know, somebody was a, a, a musician and a songwriter and everything else. Dottie Fredericks, when we come back, Frank McKay here with the great niece of Leonard Wood Hall. We'll be back right after this.